Hello and welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday the 25th of June. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Ramble lineup you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this could be weird. It could get weird, Andy. Let's hope so. Let's get weird, guys. Weird is wonderful. Look, we are the Liverpool front three. Aren't we? <laughs> what a week it's been. I mean, we are now into the first week of Premier League football returning. Is anyone sick of it yet? Massively. I'm sick of seeing. <laughs> Alison Maximan frowning because none of his teammates are any good. <laughs> I'm sick of him. I'm going to do everything. And, 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 and that's the final truth on what I've been watching. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's just endless. Uh, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with trying to consume everything and I'm not managing to do it. And I feel like I'm letting myself down. I think I'm letting the Football Ramble daily down. But I'm doing my best, guys. It's relentless, isn't it? It's, it's relentless. non-stop. It's like one game finishes and you're like... Oh, next channel now, next game, and then match of the day after. Well, we live, in, stop. we live in the era of the multi-screen where you can have mm. television, laptop, iPad, phone. Limited devices on some uh, providers, though. That's the problem. You've got to choose. Right, right. You've got your Now TV, you've got your BT. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what am I allowed? Actually, while we're on the subject of Alan and Maxima, I wanted to ask you a question, Pete. Mm. Uh, presumably this sticky that on his mm. headband that is, is to cover a designer brand. Yeah. Is it to cover a designer brand or is it to cover up the fact that Mike Ashley's given him something from Slazenger. Well, I'm fairly certain when he arrived, well, he's, he was known as the Gucci kind of headband. Yes. Everybody, everybody had his Gucci had Gucci headbands uh, when they went to the football. So I presume it's still Gucci. He's covered it up, or, or maybe Mike Ashley has insisted that it's one of his flannels brand brands. That <laughs> yes. I don't know what they really what they sell. I walked into a flannels once on Oxford Street. I didn't really know what was going on. It was all very go- gaudy, 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 What's gaudy. What's flannels? It's like a posh. Everything else that Mike Ashley does. It's like a posh, it's like a premium outlet store. I've never even heard of it. You can get cheap handbags, like like, like nice nice handbags. Is it like a yeah, GK Max? Yeah. But they Mike Ashley like, version. Yeah. It's like, if you want Machino, a really horrible Machino belt on the cheap, right. go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, me and P are struggling to keep up with all of the Premier League football. Mm. Andy, how on earth are you managing... To do all of that, as well as all the European stuff. Have you slept? Uh, not particularly well, but that's more due to my six-year-old wandering in and waking me up in the middle of the night, rather than the amount of football that's that, that's actually on. Mm. Um, it's funny, when Javier Terras, the president of La Liga, said before the, the, the comeback of La Liga, we're going to have football every day. Mm. I assumed, I might have said this already, I, I assumed he meant football-based content every day. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have a game, then we'll have a discussion, yeah. then we'll look back at over the great clubs of yesterday. <laughs> he means a None football match. He oh. means several football yeah, matches. We're going to rock and roll all night. single day. And party I mean, every day. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the Premier League is going light next to La Liga. Yeah. It's going light. So, so less of the like, like there's, there's more La Liga. Oh, really? <laughs> like they, they want to take over the world. It's La 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 Liga. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk about the Premier League first of all, because last night there were five matches, which I think we've, we've all just, just about managed to keep up with. And too early as well. Yeah, six o'clock is oh, very early. I, I, was... I had a KFC massive 
bucket of KFC and watch the Newcastle match at six. Oh, it was lovely. Did you it's, like it's it? funny. Oh, the Newcastle players nerdy. looked like they'd had a KFC <laughs> bucket before they got started. I don't know. It was the first time. I don't know about you guys, but that I watched Premier League games and I thought these are kicking off too early. The players look flaked. I mean, yeah. obviously the temperature's gone up a, mm. a little yeah, bit this weekend. Hot, wasn't and it? maybe I'm being kind on Newcastle and Aston Villa, but I did feel that those six 30 degrees. Games 30 degrees. A, yeah, it's hot. And it's going to be the same again today. And there's obviously mm. more matches tonight as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle in, in this heat, this their heat, but I suppose they're warming up for the World Cup, aren't they? It's going to be hot <laughs> out there. They better get used to it. Um, so let's start with the best game from yesterday. Mm. Um, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, 4-0 victory for the champions elect. Um, basically... How it stands is if City drop any points tonight, the title is officially Liverpool's for the first time in 30 years. I mean, finally, because this feels like it's been dragging on now. <laughs> I, I mean, after their uh, result, obviously, uh, in, in their last match, I just thought they were going to kind of limp over the line a little bit and, and, you know, almost wait till the very, very end of the season. But this, I think for anyone who has a dislike of Liverpool uh, and, and especially Liverpool fans, this is the best situation <laughs> if it could possibly happen if Man City gift the title to uh, to, to, to Liverpool because uh, they'll end up uh, celebrating it like Leicester celebrating at Leicester <laughs> celebrating at home it's, 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 it's the if you're a Liverpool fan you must be gutted but I'm sure it doesn't take much away from, 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 from a Liverpool list lifting the title surely no th- this performance was something else yeah. I, I mean I, I'm going to show my old man credentials here and it reminded me are of, you the old man of this trio then is this what we're setting this up as you're the old man Pete what are you in this threesome well i mean i mean i mean uh, andy's got kids so he's virile he's young i, I feel i feel older than everyone yeah. i feel dreadful <laughs> not with that hair Pete. no yeah I bleach, I've, I've bleached my hair not not that anyone can see me but it's, still... <laughs> it's a good look it's a good look go on then old man credentials andy so this is i know everyone's keeps saying this is this is the first liverpool title since 1990 mm. but really what this is about is the best Liverpool side since 87-88, yeah. which is the the best English club side I can remember seeing at first hand. They're incredible. And just before the end of that season, they, um, in the April of 88, had beaten Nottingham Forest 8-0, uh, 8-0, 5-0. And you'll have, you'll have seen the game um, because it's it's one of those old old classics, and you know you, you have Tom Finney on the touchline afterwards. He was at Anfield that night talk, talking about it and 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 saying, yeah, it was, it, was, it was perfect. The Brazilians couldn't have done better, and it was amazing. And it was it was amazing because they were clearly going to win the league anyway, but yet there was such a hunger, such a desire, not just to get it over the line as quickly as possible, but just to prove how bloody good they are. Mm. And that's what I got from from this game. I mean, you know, Palace are, okay, not the equals of 1988 Nottingham Forest who are pretty good. You know, you think like Nigel Clough, Stuart Pearce, et cetera, et cetera. But Palace are a tough nut to crack. Mm. And they just walked all over them like they were nothing. And, you know, it wasn't just a desire to beat them. It was a desire to beat them and then beat them some more and then continue proving how good they were. There was no stopping, was there? Even when they were 4-0 up, you could see they were still going for more goals and winning the ball back constantly. Exactly, that that desire. I mean, it it was like... That, that game in when Liverpool beat Forest 5-0 in 88 or it was like in the Euro 2012 final when um, Spain beat Italy and you know they saved their best for 
that moment. Yeah, you, it, you know? I, I think we needed a reminder of that because yeah. obviously, obviously th- things were sliding a little bit before before we hit the break. But I did like Klopp's um, quote at the end. Four up in the 87th minute and four players were chasing this poor Crystal Palace player as though it was the only ball in the world. <laughs> I liked that so much. <laughs> He's like a baddie in a film. Oh. Klopp's interviews are brilliant, though. <laughs> I, I love the fact that whenever any reporter interviews Jurgen Klopp, they know they only need to ask him one question. You basically just like... Tee Jurgen Klopp up. Yeah. You just wind him up and yeah. then you let him go and he just speaks. <laughs> you can ask him one question and he'll answer 10 questions in yeah. that one answer. He's just absolutely brilliant. He also said uh, regarding this weekend, because everyone's asking how Liverpool are going to watch the Man City Chelsea game tonight. Mm. And, and and Klopp was a little bit kind of, ah, you know, whatever, as they all did. They're all yeah. playing it down as if they don't care. Of course they care. They're all going to be watching they, it. They can't have a big Vardy party around his house, can they? they can't, be, can't be dragging footballers around the floor. It's disappointing. What a shame, what a shame. <laughs> but I love the fact that because Manchester City have an FA Cup game this weekend and Pep Guardiola has said he's going to rest players... One of Jurgen Klopp's other great quotes from last night was he said, Pep should play poker. And I can just imagine <laughs> Pep Guardiola sat around a poker table. He'd be bloody good, wouldn't he? <laughs> he wouldn't be able to second guess anything that man does. He'd have cards uh, jammed down his roll neck. <laughs> just to pull out. <laughs> can we pick the best of last night's goals, though? Four brilliant goals. Trent Alexander-Arnold's mm. free kick was sensational. You had the Salah goal, which had the unreal pass from Fabinho, then Fabinho's absolute thunderbolt, and then Mane's goal to kind of round things off, which is a brilliant play, which was the best. I'm, I'm going TAA. I think that was fantastic. We haven't seen enough of those from him this season. And I think the thing is with the Fabinho goal, yeah, it was fantastic, followed by some top Portuguese swearing after it went in. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice but, that. But I think the thing with that is no one came to close him down. That was mm. very un-Palace. At that point, Palace were like, oh, we're done. We're so knackered. I mean, anyone who's ever played football at any level, including at Power League, has had one or two of those matches where you get flattened by a team who are much better than you. And it is exhausting. Mm. It was the first time since 2008 that a team hasn't had a touch in the opposition box for a full 90 minutes. That just goes to show how dominant Liverpool were because, as you say, Andy, Crystal Palace are a really tough team to beat. And usually they play games like this and actually they've got a pretty good record against Liverpool, haven't mm. they? What was their expected goals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, More than Bournemouth. Got to be. Um, did anyone feel sorry for Roy Hodgson at the end? Um, I felt more sorry for Sacco coming back to, to that particular situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Liverpool beating Crystal Palace by four goals to nil. The other decent game last night, Manchester United, a 3-0 victory over Sheffield United. This was 3-all in, in the reverse fixture earlier on this season. So, I don't know. I didn't quite expect Sheffield United to get beaten the way they did last night, but We've been talking about their, and we spoke about it yesterday, their defensive issues without Dean Henderson in the side, without John Egan, O'Connell's been out injured as well. Um, But do you feel, Andy, that Manchester United have taken this next step now? They're unbeaten in 13 matches in all competitions. Yeah, they haven't. They're far improved. Um, There's no doubt about that. Um, I don't think it necessarily lends it to, you guys were so wrong about Solskjaer. I think it's fine to criticise him and make constructive criticism as 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 well. Although generally I think the, the criticism has been more of the club and mm. the way it's run than it than it has of him. But the fact remains they've they've got a lot of good players. Um 
I think the identity that they've got at the moment, that they're fine, like leaning on the fact that they're great on the break. I think that 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 is a step forward, definitely. Um, they defend more tidily at the moment, which is which is a thing. They've got Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba playing together for the for the first time, which again is a is is a huge step forward. I mean, with the counter attacking thing, I do think it's it's funny how you know we have a certain image of how United should play. If you look back to some really great United sides, that quite strong counter-attacking instincts. I mean, when they had Rooney and Ronaldo in their in their absolute pomp. I mean, you, you remember that goal they scored against Bolton, where they went from back to front just between the two of them in mm. what the space of about eleven seconds or, or something like that. I'm sure someone on the Discord will come up or Twitter will come up with the actual time. Secondage. <laughs> Feel free to correct me. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't think that the the two things are are necessarily incompatible. And and so much of how football is played successfully in the Premier League is is about counter-attack anyway, isn't it? Mm. And, and, and obviously the, the, the headlines will be about this misbehaving performer that's not putting the yards in, he's got a bad attitude. But when you start surrounding him with better performers, you're going to get the best out of him. I'm, of course, talking about myself on, on the football ramble. <laughs> but Pogba is very much the same in that particular situation. But just, they are just linking up very, very well. And Marshall just looks like the, the player that cost all that money all those years ago. This is certainly the best you've performed on the ramble, Pete. Thanks, mate. Thanks to us. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> what about Martial's hat-trick, though? Um, really pleased for him, actually, um, to see mm. him get his first hat-trick for the club and the first... Man United player to score a Premier League hat-trick since Robin Van Persie in 2013. That doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't doesn't at all. that there's been another player that's done it in that time. It's been seven years. Indicative of a wider problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's funny, actually, because I don't know if you saw the Match of the Day interview with Solskjaer afterwards, where whoever was interviewing Solskjaer put that to him. And he looked really quite annoyed and just affronted. Don't right. remind me. As, yeah. as if like someone had said to him, United have been awfully weak. <laughs> it's not all your fault, but I can see it hurts you deeply. It was a bit of a Jeff Shrevesing <laughs> right, of him, yeah, really, yeah. wasn't it? Um, the thing is with Martial, though, is he sort of, it sort of feels to me that he's one of those strikers who clearly has the ability to perform that well, but for some reason hasn't really looked that happy in the last couple of seasons at United and just hasn't been performing to the level he should. Do you expect that this might help him kick on now, Andy? Maybe. I think if you sort of govern your... I guess it's like Manchester United in microcosm, isn't it? The expectations are so linked to how much everyone costs, mm. which is, is not really realistic, I think, when you've looked at the squad they've got. And I think Martial's the same, isn't he? If you look at how much he's cost and the actual on-pitch experience that he's got, it's not enormous, is it? I mean, it's especially at the point that he arrived at Manchester United. Well, back then, it, like that amount, what was it, 45? Like it, that amount of money would get you a, a a player that you would expect to hit the ground running. Yeah. Would that be fair in, in saying that? Yeah, I, th- I think I think so. And all the, the built-in bonuses and, mm. and, and all the rest of it. I mean... I, th- I think the way the bonuses were structured, it was it was very much right. You are going to be the greatest. Mm. It, it almost added expectation as right. much as any, anything else. You know, there, there was like a Ballon d'Or clause in there as well as a Champions League. <laughs> really, wow! All, all that 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 sort of stuff. The the full nine yards. So, I mean, I, I tend to think he's he's developed a 
a reasonable rate, but reasonable's not good enough for no. Manchester United. It's a bit like when we we're talking about Adama Traore the other day, or when the guys were talking about Adama Traore um, uh, the the other day. I feel like I mean, we're always talking about Adama Traore because he's please, so let's. good. <laughs> but I think like the thing is with him, he has developed at a reasonable rate as well. He's 24 and he's just finding his best self. Now that's normal. Mm. Unfortunately, we spend all our time watching freaks like Messi, Ronaldo, Sancho, Alexander Arnold, all of those sort of players heighten our expectations of and warp our expectations of what is normal. Mm. I, I, I think. Whereas, I, if you look at Traore, someone who came through the Barcelona academy and was at Barcelona what for ten years? If if you look at the point from when he came in the academy to the point at which he gets sold to Villa, and so you know he clearly always had something, but he's you you can see the work that's gone in over over the last couple of years but that is not that's considered slow these days mm. rather than organic do you think anthony martial will be happy andy brassel has said he's not a freak <laughs> Maybe in the kind of what was that song in the eighties? Super freak. In that kind of, I'd be happy to be called a super freak. Rick James. Super freak, eh? Yeah, Rick yeah. James. Yeah. It was nice to see him happy though, wasn't it? You know, he scored his hat trick. He, you know, got substituted and was sat there and he's just smiling. It's nice to I, see footballers happy. Well, I, I just kind of worry that this kind of uh, these these ten games will be treated like this bubble, and it obviously will be treated as the, uh, this bubble, and, and the form will not continue into, into the next season, and, and it'll be like some kind of fever dream. Did that? actually happened did we perform in that way did we... i hope it does for anthony Arsenal because i think he's an incredibly talented footballer but i i, I don't know and i what, don't know and what about <laughs> what about um top four for united now because they're they're pretty close just two points off chelsea in fourth and obviously chelsea play man city tonight hmm. so it's going to be pretty close for the rest of these games yeah it is i think what's interesting about chelsea when you talk about the the bubble Pete, is is the fact that they're already projecting forward to to what's happening next with Timo Werner, mm. with the talk about Kai Havertz. They're already looking to the next stage. And you're right, Jules. They've, they've got to make sure they're in the they're in the Champions League first. Okay, they'll probably make it, especially as fifth will probably be good enough for the for the for the Champions League, depending on what happens to to Manchester City. But you can't put the cart before the horse. It mm. is important that they, they get it over the line. I, I, you can tell Frank Lampard will be nagging them about exactly that. But but do, do, have these signings come in with, I mean, if they don't manage to get into the Champions League, I mean, presumably they've already been signed, so unlucky lads, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may not be playing Champions League football next season, but, but you are right. Chelsea, historically, they've historically uh, done all of their business quite early and, and that's always mm. um, seen them uh, seen them quite well, I think. Bought a striker that's not injured. I mean, that's a step uh, look, forward, isn't it? <laughs> look, do it. Just do it. Well, Man City against Chelsea is one of the games coming up tonight, which we're going to preview shortly. We'll also have a look at a couple of the other matches from last night and get Andy's thoughts on what's been happening in Europe as well. Hello, this is the Football Ramble. Jules Breach, Andy Brassel and Pete Donaldson here for you this Thursday. All right, let's talk about a couple of the other games from last night. This is one 
I didn't watch, but I, ha- I did see the highlights of this on Match of the Day. Pete, over to you. Newcastle Villa, a one-all draw. Are you as angry as you were the other day after your 3-0 win? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone pictures me as this man who hates my own club and hates himself, etc., etc. because I do genuinely love a Newcastle win um, until we get taken over by despots, murderous despots. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I really... I, I'm in a situation where I watch certain players... For Newcastle United, like the ASM um, and ASMR, as I occasionally call him, um, <laughs> he, I, I think he will get upset at some point, uh, constantly putting the ball into the six-yard box and just nobody being there. Ah, oh, some of the balls um, he put into the box, and you think, why is no one there to put that away? He's he's actually my favourite player in the Premier League that plays for another club. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's very, right. very easy on the eye. He, he, he just knows how to entertain. And, and you know, Newcastle have got a, a fan history of, of. I think Alan Pardew um, once said that um, Newcastle always buy like naughty boys. You know, the Ben Arthurs and stuff. They're, they're these mm. players who are, have prodigious talent, but they, but they are a bit naughty. Um, the ASM is just a delight on and off the field. I, I love that guy so much. But I think Newcastle United, um, the way that they are not giving him the chance to up his assist level, for example, mm. it, 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 I, I think at some point that, that will uh, very much lose its uh, shine a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it's going to be tricky for the weekend because obviously... Um, uh, Matt Ritchie, big miss, big That's engine, big miss, working really, yeah. really hard. I mean, we shouldn't have to put up with um, a, a man of his vintage, um, you know, pulling the, the team up by uh, their, their bootstraps. But uh, he, he just never gives less than 100%, and, and they're going to need that against Manchester City. The his heat map against Sheffield United was unbelievable, Matt Ritchie. He was everywhere on that pitch. He's busy. He's graft. Graft. Busy, he cares. He? He's uh, apparently unhinged <laughs> and I think we like that from Daryl uh, Jan Matt uh, upwards I think we love uh, as the Newcastle uh, people call it a raggy bastard so <laughs> we love but, but, but again uh, Gail uh, nice to see Gail getting a goal um, from, from Andy Carroll the, uh, um, he seemed angry after he scored well it was a bit Gutierrez when he came back I think kind of like he's got real kind of axe to grind with, with the club I think uh, he, he thinks he deserves uh, a starting berth or certainly a little bit more game time especially the way that uh, Joe Linton's uh, just not just not providing as many goals as uh, as he should do so I think he's got a look if he's not I, I've said it before if Gale's not going to play Let's have let's let's give Elias Sorensen or I don't know um, Muto a chance or something because he's just not he may be putting himself out around a little bit Joel uh, uh, but he's just not producing enough goals so yeah I'm dis- I'm disappointed that uh, it ended in a draw um, but a hell of a crucial point for Aston Villa yeah. I very much enjoyed the um, WhatsApp that you sent through to us last night Pete, with the uh, Mexican commentator <laughs> oh yeah Bambino Pons and who's very famous mm. for moments like this and his, his his little song that he composed on the spot for uh, Dwight Gale. Where did that come from? Is that his usual kind of? That's his calling yeah. card. Right. You, you remember when uh, Thierry Henry scored that hat trick against Liverpool? Probably yeah. about. Um, so I suppose that would have been when Arsenal last won the league, would it? In 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 two thousand and four, and he scored one one really amazing goal in that, and he went into full. It's Thierry Henry. It's Thierry Henry. Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, more of that. It's his oh, thing. We love all of that. Well, we need that with no crowd noise. I'm actually thinking about the crowd noise. Um, you would occasionally during that Newcastle match hear some Newcastle-specific chants. I yes. think I caught some. 
what made me giggle was is that I think 90% of the Newcastle United chants are about Mike Ashley being a fat cockney <laughs> who need to get out of the club. So there's so many they couldn't use, which is enjoyable. As, El- a, as a Londoner, can I say he's from Buckinghamshire? I know, I know. Stop calling him oh, a no. cockney, people. I he's just a... moved to Buckinghamshire. <laughs> no. The Bob Bells, I'm mate. From, I swear I the Bob where Bells Mike are. Ashley's from. We'll take <laughs> that as terrible. a full endorsement of Mike Ashley and all his policies. <laughs> you'll, hear his, uh, you'll hear his chopper. Oh, oh no. no. I don't want to hear anything of his chopper. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, I've actually He's lost, not seen completely it lost my train of thought because <laughs> we're talking about Mike Ashley's <laughs> chopper. <laughs> um, the crowd noise, that was it, mm. Pete. Um, I love the fact that the, the guys or the girls who are, who are running these sound desks mm. now, they've sort of, they're a week in and I think they're kind of... They're, they're, taking, the he- they're taking the they're taking liberties. They're taking liberties. Yeah, I think they yeah. are. I think they're kind of like they've gone Jean Michel Jarre. Yeah. They're just pressing all the buttons. There's a few moments in. I was switching between channels last night, so I was watching a few of the games. And um, yeah, there are a couple of moments where, particularly in the Manchester United match, I noticed there was a couple of times where like Mason Greenwood had a shot. Mm. And it wasn't even going anywhere near going in. And they're like, it played the cheers. Yeah. It's like, all right, don't get too carried away. They're trying to be like one step ahead of the game, aren't they? Yeah, by yeah, playing yeah, in the yeah, celebration yeah. so that it's not on a delay. Mm. But by doing that, they're getting it quite wrong. <laughs> they should wait until VAR, just complete silence until VAR says it's a goal. Yep, yes, yeah. yes, it's a goal. Yeah, I'm loving that. I, I like the fact, I, I mean, we talked a lot about whether we like or don't like the crowd noise last week when the football first returned. I like it. I like it. I like it. And I like it even more that it's not perfect because it makes it amusing, especially when some (laughs) of the games are a bit crap. Mate, we've got something to laugh about. Look, we've got a a, a cutout of Osama bin Laden in the crowds (laughs) at football matches. Pointing out, Uh, look, this is a perverse and strange situation. You've got El Mahamadi scoring for 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 a team that that, that Newcastle United are facing off on. Bruce signed him three times. Imagine what is going through Bruce's head (laughs) at that point. I'd love the the, you know. There's just weird stuff happening all over the place. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm all for it. I want to know if El Mohammedi still lives in Essex. <laughs> Did he live in Essex? Is that yeah, the, that, was, that, that, was, that was the bizarre thing that he, he played for Sunderland and then for Hull. And apparently his wife decided, well, footballers Let's live in Essex. In Essex. <laughs> and he used, he used to drive up there and back. Wow. That no, is a hell it. of a drive. That was like Crouchy in his last year at Burnley. He was, he was getting the train up from London. Oh, Peter I like Crouch. that. Well, yeah, he, he lives in Kingston, doesn't he, Peter yeah, he Crouch? Because during when he wasn't getting in the Burnley team, loads of like realistic AFC Wimbledon fans would always say on the message board, oh, I've seen Crouch here around. He's going to talk to us. It's like he lives here. He lives, yeah. he lives here. But he was getting the train up to Burnley every oh, day to what? go training. No, what a guy. The favorite, my favourite thing about a long train journey is finding a double seater and having to lie down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got no chance. His head's getting hit constantly Without by the trolley, isn't it? <laughs> when you get on a train for a long journey, are you the sort of person who chooses a seat near the toilet? So if you need the loo, it's easy to go. Right. Or as far away as possible because you don't want to smell anything. Uh, oh, as far away as possible. Good. I mean, goodness me, have you smelt a, a, a train toilet for crying out loud? The biggest awful. fear in the world is going for a wee on a train and someone 
pressing that button and the door opening because there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You've, it's, it's like a horrible blind date. <laughs> have, have, have we hit on why Arsenal flew to Manchester City? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what. Reasonable. Because there's not many more things that could have gone wrong when they played at Manchester City. No. But, but that would have been one of them, Jules. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good look. Yeah. Um, all right, back to Villa. So a crucial point for them mm. against Newcastle. How do you think it's shaping up with the bottom six, I think you'd say, that could still all go down? Well, after Norwich losing again last night, are they done? Yeah, they're, they are. I, they've I got think... like five matches or something and, and they've only won five matches. So it would be pretty incredible, yeah. wouldn't it? I, th- yeah. I, think, I think the best thing for Villa since the Premier League's restarted is how epically crap Bournemouth and West Ham have been. Mm. I mean, that that is the best news for them, really. It's been the best I'm, news I mean, for me as a Brighton fan as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Brighton's wins have cleared the picture as Just well, the one, haven't they? But thanks. We'll, we'll pretend we got to. Yeah. A win and a draw. Wins. Yeah. We, 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 can, we can leave that in for I, Jesus, I call, Charlie. I call a draw against Leicester a win, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, was, it was nearly a win. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's interesting because normally, even at this point in the season, you would say there are six or seven that can go. I, I think we're down to four, aren't we? Are we mm. down to four already? Like West realistically? Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Brighton's goal difference takes them out massively. So, yeah. Oh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Still, It's still nervy because Brighton's fixtures are tough. You're looking at the other teams. Some of them have got a rough ride as well, but a few of them have got actually some more right fixtures. So you just we just don't know how it's all going to turn out. But Villa have got two points. Well, first of all, the point last night and then the point that they got against Sheffield United in their first game back because of that goal that for some reason wasn't allowed for mm. Sheffield United, which is crazy still when you think about it. And ever but, since they've thought, what is the point of scoring yeah, goals? Because but, they're not going to kick it. <laughs> but they have got two points, Villa, from from these last few games. And they'll be. I think they'll be fairly happy that they got those points out of those matches. It's funny, though, that the reaction to that equaliser was not what I expected at all. I expect a lot more joy, whereas mm. Dean Smith didn't move at all. And the, the, I the, think he was the expecting players... a second, that's why. <laughs> the way the Newcastle were well, defending. Well, there, there, was, there was a sense, wasn't there, amongst the players on the pitch of this isn't enough? Yeah. Already, wasn't there? Well, they had a lot of chances in the first half, I guess, mm. wasn't there? But, but I mean, they've got Man United coming up, they've got Liverpool, they've got... I mean, imagine if Liverpool haven't won the title by then, that would be annoying, mm. wouldn't it? What oh, about yeah, yeah. Watford? Tonight, they're away at Burnley. That's not going to be an easy game for Watford, but from the first match we've seen them in, do you think that they could get out of this relegation fight? Yeah, I think mm. a lot of it at the bottom is about optics and... I think with Watford, I'm as guilty as anyone of like thinking because they had that little bump under Nigel Pearson, oh, they'll be fine now. Mm. But we're, 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 they're not safe, are they? They're, they're, really, they're really not safe. No, I, I just remember um, I was at the Liverpool um, a match where, where obviously they bullied Liverpool. I, mm. I think they've got a bit of fight in them and I, I think they might be okay, to be honest. Oh, cool. All so right. there you go. The Watford other match. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they've got like Newcastle, Norwich, they've got West Ham. I mean, it's it, there are some very spicy fixtures. Like last, last game of the season, West Ham, Watford, that could That's be... That be, could be... Oh, that yeah, be that big. could be everything. Imagine, mm, imagine. For that mm. final place. You never know. Um, Southampton are Arsenal tonight. We talked a bit about David Luiz yesterday about him signing this one-year contract mm. for Arsenal. If they lose this game tonight to Southampton, can, how, can, how can bad just, can things get? Can I just say I don't want to go back to the David Luiz thing, 
And I, I know, I know, I'm seen as one of his big defenders. You love him. It's simply I impossible. He, at I the wish moment. he was a big defender. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you know, you know, you always say politics and football governance is about burying bad news. Mm. I think David Luiz is the Trojan horse to hide what's happened with, with Cedric and Pablo Murray. Right. I, I, I just, chum. Uh, He's chum. I just, Transfer uh, chum. They're, they're too really, at least they only have to have a, an, another year of David Luiz. They've committed a lot of money in wages mm. uh, in guys in Cedric, who, well, he, he hasn't even played for him yet, has he? And Pablo Mari, who with really no idea whether he can mm. defend in the Premier League. I mean, he's always been sold as, you know, this is, um, you know, he's key to the way Arteta wants to play. And, you know, he's brilliant for Flamengo. None of that has any relationship mm. to the reality of can he defend in the Premier League? None of us have got any idea. And if they've committed four years worth of wages to both of those, I, I, I think that's a bit much. If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be more concerned about that than I would about David Luiz. Andy, there's been a kit leaked as well, mate. <laughs> that, that's more chum, more distraction. Oh, another more one. More obfuscation. Looks, another one that looks like a training top. <laughs> it's a lovely one. That's what the world needs, they, isn't it? Did they go for that? Because there was that one um, that one kind of flying around that looked like a, like blood splattered, like smeared blood. Was that, was that a fake kit in the end? That's what I want to know. It, it was a few weeks ago. It looked like a murder had happened. <laughs> what, like a, a way kitty sort of Yeah, well, it looked like... I mean, because the front of the um, Arsenal shirt obviously says Emirates fly better. Yeah. It was a white kit with blood smears all over it. It looked like someone had fly, flied terribly. <laughs> like they'd just been pulled out of a wreckage. It's a bit... Um, like farage. a bird flying into a waterfall. Yeah. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I've got weird images in my head. Um, Chelsea Man City, the other game tonight, kicking off at quarter past eight. We've talked quite mm. a bit about that. So, should we chat about what's been happening in Europe, Andy Brussels? Why um, not? Well, before we get there, can I on. just uh, can I just tidy up? I did say that uh, Watford are playing West Ham uh, last game of the season. They're not. They're playing Arsenal. Uh, if you've typed <laughs> out your little tweet. Up yours, all right? Up yours. <laughs> there is, a corrected There it. is one game on the last day of the season that is two of the teams that could go down. So yeah. you, you were on to something, Pete. Yeah. You weren't completely Detective wrong. Detective Donaldson back on <laughs> the case. There will be. Oh, no, his magnifying glass is cloudy. Find out who it is. Continue. Um, so last night, Serie A, Atalanta versus Lazio. Atalanta came back from two down to win 3-2, Andy. And it was... It was always going to be a, a big match, but it was a real occasion as well. Mm. Um, I mean... Atalanta had played at the weekend. They were playing the catch-up games at the weekend before Serie A properly started this week. And um, before kickoff, they had a, a moment's reflection. It wasn't really silence because um, they, they played what's been the sort of post-pandemic anthem in Italy of uh, Rinascero by uh, Robbie Facchinetti, who um, is a, a singer from Bergamo. And he, he wrote it in response to what was what was happening and obviously Bergamo was one of the worst hit places and it was it was really emotional and you know normally in, during a minute's silence or reflection or whatever you can see the players are just you know basically counting time and mm. waiting to get on with it a lot of them were really uh, affected mm. and it was a really crazy emotional game as well and Lazio winning 2-0 of course they're trying to catch Juventus at the the, the the top of the table and then Atalanta came right back at them ended up winning 3-2 it was a, a fantastic game and 
I know a lot of people will look at it and think, well, it kind of kills the suspense because Atalanta, who we already know are terrific to watch. You don't need to score another three goals to tell us that or mount another comeback to tell us that. They now have a six-point gap between them and Roma, who who also won, and Edin Dzeko scored a very nice brace in um, fourth and fifth place. So it kind of kills some of the tension in terms of the Champions League place. Mm. And also, it means Juventus has got a four-point gap to Lazio at the top. But I think we should be a little bit reticent on writing Lazio off because it's the first time they've lost they were 21 games unbeaten mm. in Serie A which is pretty amazing they can still score goals they're still a terrific team they could have killed it at 2-0 and uh, Chiro Mobile missed a couple of good chances which he, he normally wouldn't so I, I think the other thing you can underestimate about Italy there are 11 games left it's, it's not like a short time till the end of the season I mean I think Nicky Brandini a friend of the show pointed out that uh, that's, that's pretty much a third of the season. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think we should be writing anyone off just yet. Or maybe we can write off Inter after they gave away loads as well in the 3-3 draw with <laughs> Sassuolo. Sassuolo, kind of their bogey team. You know when you can see Conte... It was game, wasn't it? It was, it was crazy. And you know when you can see Conte on the touchline <laughs> and you think, one of these days his head really is going to explode. <laughs> I thought that day... <laughs> <laughs> might be yesterday. It was, it was pretty special. Uh, Ashley Young gave away a pen. Uh, Milan Skriniar, their best defender, got sent off. Uh, they conceded an equaliser <laughs> right at the end as, as as well, having got themselves back in front. Mm. Uh, Romelu Lukaku on the on, on the score sheet again, and uh, Alexis Sanchez had an, had an interesting little cameo. He stood in for Lautaro Martinez. Um, so, I, I mean, look. I, at this point, have reconciled myself with the fact that Inter aren't going to win the league. But they are still great entertainment. And Conte, on his own, is still great entertainment. He's going to go back to hairless Conte. (laughs) 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 His hair's going to just absolutely lose it. Because I I was watching the the Atalanta situation um, with with clips, because obviously Mm. the emotional start and stuff. (laughs) But to follow it up on Twitter from the Atalanta account saying, oh! Yeah, when the goal goes in, like the Kool Aid Man, kind of, you know, took a little bit of the the the, the gravity of the situation out of it. But uh, wow, what a hit from uh, Malinowski! The 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 uh, the, the, the um. It was equaliser, it was, wasn't it? It, it was, was amazing. Hit so hard, the way that the ball hit the hit the net, it sounded like a a, a man or woman uh, aggressively eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. You see, that's why you don't need the fake crowd sounds. Yeah, because you need you, know, yeah. you need satisfying. Because mm. the only goal ball hitting the net situation that I can think that you could hear with a crowd. You remember Erling Haaland's goal, the winner yeah. uh, for Dortmund against yeah, Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, yeah. That was a proper watcha. <laughs> watcha. I think the thing is, is there is this weird sort of you can still hear quite a lot even with the fake crowd noise. I think I some think. I think providers have. I think some providers have kind of been uh, cognizant of the fact mixed that it, it. Uh, yeah mixed mm. it in a little bit, a little bit lower. They're, like they're letting it. it. Well, because like what I really wanted to hear in Newcastle Villa was the the row after the Douglas Louise thing just before half time, him mm. and Lascelles. Yeah. I really wanted to see that because <laughs> I could, you could see Jack Wilshire sort of chipping off under his breath. <laughs> Jack Wilshire, Jack Grealish, yeah. Jack, Jack Wilshire wish he was, wishes he was there to be <laughs> chipping off. But um, you, could, you could see him. Eating, off neither of them are wearing shoe pads, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> What about um, the other news from Italy? Juventus agreeing or kind of coming close to agreeing this deal with Barcelona to sign their 23-year-old midfielder. I'm going to hopefully pronounce this right. 
Arthur Mello. I'm so desperate to just call him Arthur. The Aardvark. Arthur. That, that, yeah. the, the kid's own character, Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are, are, are you going to give us a figure, a quoted figure there, Jules? The quoted figure is £72.5 million, which is a roughly around <laughs> €80 million. Euros. Mm. But then there, Two there marshals. The, <laughs> the other reports are that, and this is where it gets kind of bizarre, is that it also includes a deal for 30-year-old Miralem Pjanic, going the other way for 70 million. That doesn't seem quite right. Swapping a 23-year-old for a 30-year-old. Yeah. Well, and especially well, someone as talented as Arta. There's some accusations of creative accounting. Isn't there? <laughs> there have been accusations made. So, uh, look, te- look, I've been told by my accountant that if I do Prospero's monologue from the Pen- Tempest every year in my house, <laughs> technically, <laughs> it's a theatre hell or arts funding. So, look, we've all got something going on, haven't we? <laughs> Actually, Swiss Ramble explains it very, very well on Twitter about player amortisation and how they can Mm. both report a fat profit. Though basically, it's an exchange with Juventus paying 10 million euros. For for what it's worth, Artur has not delivered on his early promise. I realise he had an amazing game at Wembley against Tottenham in in the messy game in the Mm. Champions League, but he's, he's not really delivered on his promise unless his promise was to enjoy yeah, quite a full nightlife in Barcelona. <laughs> um, and whereas Miran Pjanic, I love, but I think he's the last player that Barcelona need at the moment because he's, he's getting older and he's getting slower. Mm. I like him though, Arta. I, I think that, so there was um, a Champions League game. It probably was the one you're talking about, Andy. Whenever I, I work at these matches, I look at the team sheet and, and always, quite often, if the game looks like there's nothing in it, I'll try and pick a couple of players that I'll watch for, say, 15 minutes just to see what they're like and solely just watch that that, um, player. And I've done it with a couple of players before that I I didn't really know much about at the point. And one of those was Arthur because I liked the name and I thought, oh, I want to watch Arthur. And the other one was Fred before he signed for Manchester United. There's a theme here. I basically picked out the names of footballers that don't sound like footballers' names and watched them. Sound like granddads. (laughs) Yeah, but I actually quite like the look of Arthur in the game I watched him and obviously have kept an eye on him since then he's got a good pass on him mm, yeah well the, the, the potential's there there's mm. no doubt about it and, and that's what they're paying for potential just quite a lot of it is untapped at the moment and Barcelona have been trying for a while to make this squad younger but they've just been more and more reliant on the senior players I mean obviously you can't not be reliant on Messi happy birthday Leo 33 this week um, but I mean, that's a massive problem, isn't it? Saying that out loud, saying that he's 33, that must be frightening if you're a Barcelona fan. Mm, what's next? What is next? 34. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> It'll still be bloody brilliant that's at 38. One, that's that one cleared up. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that's all from us today. Um, good stuff as always. Tomorrow, Marcus, Jim and Luke are going to be here for the preview show as they look ahead to the FA Cup quarterfinals. That means us three have got a cheeky day off tomorrow. Let's get a raspberry mivy. Let's do it. This was a Stakhanov production.